Welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our week five update podcast. We are the Fan Bros. So, Hunter, what did you think of last night? Tom Brady thinks it's fourth down. Thinks it's third down. It's actually fourth down. That's reminiscent of J.R. Smith. I never, I honestly, I don't know if it was acting and he was trying to work the refs just in front of everybody or if he literally didn't know the down. And I think he didn't because he forgot because they clocked it, they threw it, they spiked it, so that's like a down. I think he just, you know, had a mental Counter lapse. Head, I think he was one short. Yeah, but that's hilarious. That What it a is. way to end just to lose to your daddy, Nick Foles, on prime time. Oh, another man. time. That is crazy, man. It really is. And, yeah, that's what Bruce Arians said he knew what the down was, but it, it clearly looked like he did, and then on a Thursday night, everybody watching, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Welcome to the meme, meme world, Tom Brady. Exactly. <coughs> so, we're going to give a quick recap of the game last night. So, arrows up. I'll go with one, Gronk. I mean, he every time he caught the ball, it seemed like he was limping, kind of dinged up. But he got, you know, he got some deep targets. Even on the last play, they were trying to target him. So, I think... Season long, his arrows up. Starting next week, he might be a guy you could start. Definitely, definitely. And Monty, he looks fucking explosive, but they just don't look like they do anything on offense with like running the ball. I don't know. Like it's so weird. Like he looks good. Like I don't know. But arrows up on Monty to me. If and I assume later in the season when it gets colder and everything, everyone's acclimated. I assume they actually can start running the ball better, but. I mean, he just he looks good, so maybe he'll explode later. I don't know. That's I mean, kind of what I thought when I was looking back on it. You know, the numbers weren't great outside the touchdown, but he looked elusive. Yeah. The backfield got blown up. Yeah. And he would, you know, shake three dudes and get four yards. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he'd be fighting three dudes off for like a yard, and it's like, man, if he could get like a little bit of a block. And that, and that's a tough matchup against Tampa, so I, I think he's okay. I think he's okay in the future, kind of RB two status. A couple other things: Scotty Miller laid a goose. Ooh. That's that's. In the doghouse, droppable. That, call that Potty Miller. Exactly, Potty Miller. Scotty doesn't know how to catch Miller. Man, yeah. Terrible. Brady, I mean, I actually was pretty high on him after the five-touchdown outing. He came back to earth a little bit. I think he'll always be on the kind of one-two borderline. Yeah, he is what we thought he was. A good matchup. You can play him, but not at not at every matchup mm-hmm. by any stretch. Allen Robinson, kind of the guy you think he is. A bunch of targets. Not super deep or meaningful, but... Hey, I mean, that seems like his floor is going to be yeah, really healthy. If Foles could just streak a little bit more, yeah. he would actually have crazy fantasy days, and that offense would look a lot different. I don't know. That Foles is just... Yeah, and Tampa's, Tampa's a good D, and Indy last week's a good D. So, I mean, I think it's a little bit skewed, but still interesting. He's not able to get hot. But Allen Robinson, I think he can only go up from here, and even what you're getting is, you know, you're not too disappointed. No, not at all. So, what we're going to do for y'all today, first, we're going to dumpster dive, sift through the garbage to find some really deep sleepers, you know, anybody in a 12, 14 team league, absolutely need to start somebody with the pulse, maybe a super flex, going to touch on a few guys, you know, a quarterback, a couple running backs, a couple receivers that, guys you can plug in, maybe hope for a touchdown, you know, you got to have anything at that point, just some guys we recommend for that. After that, we're going to finish off the last nine matchup for week five. Ending with Tuesday, you know, and one of the games got moved to Tuesday. Still keep an eye on updates, see if that game gets played, but that's what we got for y'all, so let's yep. kick it off. The first piece of garbage in our dumpster dive. Um, we're going to start off with quarterbacks, and we're going to go with Kirk Cousins. Um, you might have Aaron Rodgers on a bye this week. Could be just not good with your quarterback play. You're like, I need, I need to do something different. Kirk Cousins, he looks like the up and up. Jefferson looks good. Thielen looks good. Um, 
they're moving the ball, so Dalvin Cook's not gonna get not gonna get every touchdown. And Thielen was targeted on another touchdown he didn't get. So I mean, if you convert, you know, maybe one of Cook's two touchdowns to another passing touchdown, that's a pretty decent day for Kirk. He'll probably have three hundred yards. I mean, Justin Jefferson's getting a hundred twenty per game now, so that's that's going to look like a good up and up right there. He's got two strong weapons. And this game, I mean, against Seattle, Seattle's going to score. There's no doubt about that. They're not going to be able to just pound it with Dalvin Cook all day. Yeah, no. So, Kirk Cousins isn't a guy you probably want to own most of the year. But if, if you're in a pinch this week, yeah, definitely. He's a guy, start, and he could probably be in the top ten range. It wouldn't be a big surprise. So, got a couple running backs for y'all first. My first one is going to be Gus the Bus Edwards. So, He's really done about the same as Mark Ingram, just not the touchdowns, yeah. but he is getting some goal line carries. So, like we said, this isn't a guy that we're calling RB2 this week, but somebody that's probably available on the waiver wire. You can pick him up and start him if you need to, you know, maybe a really deep flex league. And I think this game, they should get a lead. I mean, they're playing the Bengals, and if anything, he would be the guy to kind of put the game away. Yeah. And he's gotten some goal line looks. I mean, he, he's you know, been there, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a little more upside. How many people can you pick up and actually think there's a one in three shot at the touchdown? Not many, you know. Yeah. So I think Gus Edwards is a good pickup here. I think he gets probably at least 30, 40 yards. He could go upwards of 50 and maybe a touchdown. Yeah. In a pinch, you know, he's a guy I think you could do worse. So that that's one of the guys that, you know, if you got to start somebody that you call garbage. Gus Edwards this yeah. week against for the Bengals. For flex, for at least like a two-point floor, I mean, that's good. Like, I mean, everyone's situation is different. You might need a boom in your flex. You're not looking for, you know, a consistent floor. But, I mean, that's that's pretty nice one. Um, my – you have running back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My running back is going to be Justin Jackson, um, the running back for the Chargers. Now that Austin Eckler's down, they, they need two running backs. It's what they – it's what Anthony Lynn wants. They're going to do it. And Justin Jackson has gotten carries in previous years, so I assume that they're going to be pretty confident in him and give him at least probably 8 to 10 carries this week. Um, I mean, could be game script dependent, but that, that should be a nice little floor. I mean, you're not going to get goose egg with him, and he's going to get work because they, they feed both backs. So another running back to look for is Justin Jackson. And he's even a guy that he might not be a bad hold either. Because, like you said, yeah, I think he's got at least you know five, six carries minimum, minimum this week. Yeah. And if anything were to happen, a Kelly or Kelly coughs up fumbles, he's had a little bit of problems with that. Yeah. He might be a guy to you know hold and look into the future. So that, that's a good one. So at the wide receiver position, uh, the first guy is Olamide Zacchaeus, and I had to look that up how to spell it. But he's a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He's pretty man. He's been pretty good lately. Mm-hmm. Two games ago, he had six targets. Last game, nine targets, more than 80 yards, and Julio looks very likely to miss this game. So if you're in an absolute, you know, you need a flex and might get some, especially in a PPR setting, I could see him going four or five catches for 60 yards. I don't think anybody would be surprised by that, no. you know. I mean, they're probably going to have to throw the ball against Carolina. Yeah. That's what they do. So he's, a, he's an interesting pick for a one-week flyer. I think he's a guy that gets a lot of looks with Julio out, and you could do worse than him. Yeah, it's, I don't think Russell Gage is 100% either right now, so that's, yeah, that's a pretty good even, one right Even there. Calvin Ridley, I mean, he yeah. had goose egg, and he's clearly not right. So Yeah, yeah, for real, I don't know. Yeah, what's up with him? Um, for mine, my receiver is going to be Golden Tate. Um, I, I don't know if he's on your waiver wire, but I assume if if anyone actually drafted him, they definitely dropped him by now because 
Daniel Jones has only produced two touchdowns in four games. Wow. So, um, I, I don't know why any, anyone would be holding anybody except Darius Slayton at this point. Um, I, but I, this week, I do think it's a good week. They're going to have to throw, 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 because Dallas has a very good offense, and this is the first time Dallas is going to face a very, very shitty team. So I think they're going to run up the score, and they're going to have to compete. So I think Golden Tate could have a nice little 60-yard day, maybe a touchdown, maybe 80 yards. I think Golden Tate's a pretty good play this weekend. And that's all you're looking for. If you're desperate, you're looking for anybody who just has a chance you know, get yeah. you 10 points. And Yeah, Golden Tate, I mean, he's a good player. He's definitely on the back end of his career. But the ball's got to go to somebody, and I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time. So yeah. I'm with you on that one. So that's it for some dumpster dive, guys. You know, just if you're in a pinch, you need to start somebody in your second flex spot, if that's the kind of league you have. Those are some guys that we recommend this week. So let's kick off with the matchups. Going to go with the Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers. So Matt Ryan last week, disappointed. I mean, you figured against the Packers, he would have to throw. He did. Yeah. But he still, he didn't do it well, and he didn't get the touchdowns. But this this week, I still think he kind of fits into the quarterback one range. I don't think his upside's that high. He doesn't run for anything. But they're a team that's going to pass the ball and pass the ball a lot. In the red zone, they don't look to run that often. I mean, Gurley's gotten a couple, and I don't think that continues. So mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's an okay start this week. I think Julio's out. So that kind of gives a better floor to Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and the Zacchaeus guy, you know. Hayden Hurst, a tight end. He's not exciting. I guess he's done okay. You probably were hoping for a little more work in the red zone. But he's not a bad start this week. I still put him in the tight end one rank. So Carolina's not a daunting defense. So if he's a guy that you've been relying on, you can keep going with him this week. Gurley, if he's a guy you've got to start, you've been rolling with him, go ahead. But I still just, his upside is capped every week. He's more of a low-end RB2 flex option this week and even every other. I mean, it's a good, it's a good matchup. So you could do worse than him. But still, I, I just don't think the ceiling's what you want it to see. On the Panther side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater. He's a guy we consider for the dumpster dive on a, you know, starting in a pinch. The Falcons defense isn't very good. Teddy's looked pretty good. I mean, he really has with Joe Brady there. So I think he's a guy you could start this week if you're, you know, Aaron Rodgers' owner and he's on your wire. I think he's a good start. He might slide into the top 12. Mike Davis. This is going to be his final call, so I think he's going to go hard as he has been. And he's he's really pushed RB1. I mean, he's an RB1 right now. Until yeah. McCaffrey comes back, there's no reason to think he's not in the RB1 kind of role. And I think this is his last time, at least if it's not now. He doesn't have much time left. McCaffrey should be back in the next couple weeks. But, hey, if you have Mike Davis, you're probably rolling him out there. Especially if you got flex, you can start three running backs. He's I mean, he's a top yeah. ten guy, gets catches. He looks really good. At the wide receivers for them, DJ Moore hasn't been great, but this is a really good matchup. you got to give him another chance here. And Robbie Anderson has been kind of a surprise. I think he's probably been started recently, and this is another time to keep him out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of upside in this game. I don't. Neither defense is going to slow the other one down a whole bunch. So I think this is a game where you start the skill position guys when you can. And I think this is a get-right game for DJ Moore. He's kind of been disappointing, and I yeah. think that the connection's there. The targets have been there. He had a nine target. I think he had a double-digit target, another one. So uh, I think it's a get-right game for him. I think he I think he gets a tutty this game. It's just kind of happened to be Robbie Anderson getting a little more every week, but they're, they're getting pretty equal splits. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like more this week. Yeah. For the next matchup, we have Baltimore. Uh, we have Cincinnati at Baltimore. Um, should be competitive. Joe Burrow has looked really good for a rookie, but Baltimore should definitely still 
dominate this matchup. It should be pretty competitive, though. Lamar Jackson is, is definitely starting him, even though he had the, the knee injury and somebody called in to Pat McAfee's show, said they had a source, said it was a growing injury. You're still going to start Lamar Jackson. He, he's going to be all right. You're starting Mark Andrews every week. I mean, he's not going to get two touchdowns every week, but he is the prime target near the red zone and almost any throwing down for Lamar Jackson. Even though the, the games aren't there, the big games aren't there for Brown yet, you're starting Marquise still. Um, he's getting the targets, and he, he's getting looks. It just hasn't turned translated into a bomb yet. And out of the running backs, Ingram, I, I guess you can flex him. I mean, because he's getting kind of the more first looks than, than everyone else in the rotation. But still, if you could get away from that backfield, that would be ideal. But, if I mean, you're in a pinch and you need to do it, Ingram can be flexed. I actually like Joe Burrow with um, Aaron Rodgers being on by. And if you're in a deep league, you have staff and you scoop Joe. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, Baltimore's D's been good, but it's not. It's not been crazy where you just you'd go away from him because Joe Burrow's look. I like Joe Burrow. He looks. He looks nice. Um, Joe Mixon. Man, let's see if he can do something again this week. Cause I. I don't know. We'll see. Ain't that right, Greg? You're, yeah, you're I'm, open. I'm praying, and you're I gotta move him out there. Typical. He goes off for three touchdowns, and everyone starts him, and he doesn't. But yeah, I mean, he's I better than That's most. That's why I say week. it. Because so, everyone's gonna start him this week. I hope. I sure hope he can do some. Tyler Board is definitely getting to start. He's getting a lot of yardage. He hasn't really got the touchdowns with the yardage, but he's gonna have he's gonna probably have a pretty decent game here, even though he's gonna get um, their number one. And then T D Higgins, you're you're starting him over AJ Green. I'm sorry, all the AJ owners that are still out there holding on to him, giving him the, the third spot start. T D Higgins way over AJ. If he and if you're desperate you can flex AJ, but I mean you've seen what's What's the storyline? You've seen what's going down. Higgins is getting promoted. AJ is getting demoted. It is what it is. It's a sad day in fantasy land. Um, it hurts me to say that, but it, it's the honest truth. I mean, it, it is. He just, he just looks better, you know? I mean, he might get healthy towards the end of the season and, you know, turn up. But as of now and what we're seeing now, it's it's sad. I wouldn't... I, I would... Not. He's got to show it first. He doesn't yeah. get the benefit of the doubt yeah, any longer. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, next matchup, we have the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowgirls. So, this matchup is pretty juicy for the Giants' skill players. However, it is an absolute mess. I mean, Danny Dimes is not looking like he throws many dimes. But, having said that, if you have these guys, I mean, this is the time to start them. I don't think any of them are, you know, wide receiver one, RB one. But they're going to be playing catch-up. Big time. So Evan Ingram here, I like him as a tight end. I mean, he's been dropped in a lot of leagues. He's screwed many people. But this week, it'd be hard to not put him as a top 10 guy. Coming off 10 targets, he didn't do much with them. But yeah. still, Dallas defense, poor. Game script's going to be great. It's really, this is a game when he's definitely a good start. At the running back position, it's still kind of working itself out. Devontae Freeman took a little bit of a step forward. I mean, he wasn't that effective on the ground. But he, had, he did have four catches for 35 yards in addition to 30-ish rushing yards. So while he's not an exciting play, if you got to put him in the flex, I mean, he is the only guy in that backfield that I think is worth starting. So Darius Slayton, I mean, I like the talent there. This game script should be good. I mean, Danny's not been too great, but still, I think Darius Slayton's a wide receiver 2-3 borderline this week. Yeah. Unless you have a lot of depth, I think he's the guy you should probably roll out. And like we kind of touched on, I mean, Golden Tate, 
there's an opportunity here for some garbage time. Let's say in the last two drives you get three catches for 40 yards. That right there is already, you know, half of what you want to see from wide receiver three or yeah. such. So he's a deep sleeper kind of guy, Golden Tate, but this game this game sets up for him to do pretty well. Yeah, and the thing on Slayton, he, he's kind of really legitimately the boomer bust. His only touchdown games have been duo touchdown games. So he has four two-touchdown games, which is insane to think. He's either going no-tutty or double-tutty. He's kind of with a little BOGO option right there, but that's <laughs> that's crazy, though. So he's lit- you got to put Slayton in there. When he's it rains or pours. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this game, would you would assume, would be one of the double-tutty games if that's how it's going to be. Yeah. So on the Cowgirl side of the ball, and yes, I mean to say the Dallas Cowgirls. We are Texans fans. We will never show them respect, even though their offense is pretty electric right now. So Dak, obviously you're going to start him. Zeke, you're going to start him. He has not been that effective. I think he, he, I mean, he's obviously a set and forget, but man, you would think that they would have been more run heavy. Yeah. He would have gotten a little more run, and he doesn't look great, but hey, I mean, he's, how many guys get the looks that he gets on the offense he gets? Volume. He's still, he's still, you know, an obvious start this week. He's a guy, I'm just going to quickly say, I wouldn't mind trading away. If I'm the owner and I can get, you know, early first round value, he's a guy I'm not attached to for the long haul. Amari Cooper, he's going to be kind of the king of the receiving core. He's probably in the wide receiver one ranks. You start him over most guys. He's probably in your lineup. And then C.D. and Michael Gallup. I know C.D.'s been a hot one lately. Gallup hasn't been as much. Both of them need to be started most Mm -hmm. weeks because they have league-winning upside. I mean, either guy could go for – they're throwing for 400-plus yards every game, it looks like. Yeah. And they're both explosive guys. So, you know, you might get burned with the occasional 30-yard outing, but – how many guys can really go for 120 yards and a touchdown? Yeah. <laughs> Three points or 20 points. I mean, sometimes you got to sacrifice. You, know you do. I mean? You do. And that's why you hope that your other receiver would be more of a stable guy. Exactly. And then you keep rolling out CD and Gallup. But both of them are, you know, wide receiver twos this week. Boom and bust nature. But unless you're just absolutely stacked at the position, this is a game to roll them out. Dalton Schultz, he's been kind of a pleasant surprise. You know, Blake Jarwin was the big talk coming into the year. A lot of talking heads thought he'd be something. Goes down. Schultz, he had the big game. You weren't sure what to make of it. He's kind of continued to get targets. I mean, they're throwing the ball. They're throwing the ball. Their defense is trash. They give up a lot of points, so they're always fighting back. He's dinged up. I don't know what's the latest on him. I think he's supposed to play. And if he does, I mean, I think he's a mid-range tight end one. He's a high upside guy that you probably start from here on out. Yeah, he's getting a lot of looks. And, you know, I had to touch on it. Against the Giants, it's usually an instant start for the opposing defense. But Dallas might be the exception here because they are just they are trash themselves. And I, I, you know, if you're in a really big pinch, Dallas could be a start. But they're not the usual upside pick against the Giants. They're pretty bad. Yeah. Neither of the defenses I would touch. Yeah, I agree with with a lot of what you just said. Yeah, no disagreement here. Next matchup is the Dolphins versus 49ers. Um, this is a weird. I I almost think the Dolphins could get an upset, but Jimmy's back, so I don't know. I want to tamper. I I think Fitzy's due for some magic. I don't know. And is Garoppolo really that scary? Uh not really. I, exactly. Um, but going into the forty, diving into the forty nine er side of the ball. Um, I'd sit Jimmy if I could. I get if you have Aaron Rodgers on a bye in a deep league, you got to do it. But I really, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Not high on Jimmy. I'd look elsewhere. McKinnon and Mostert are both startable if healthy. McKinnon, Derek Derek McKinnon looks good, like he's healthy. If Mostert's healthy, I'd start him. If not, you might 
go on the my name's Jeff train. Sorry, Wilson, but because they're gonna they're gonna give both of them carries. So um, if you're looking for a flex, uh, Kittle is locked in every week. You, I mean, if you're thinking about starting else someone else instead of Kittle, I don't know what you're doing. Brandon Ayukin's a pretty good start. I mean, I don't know because Debo's coming back. I, I'd at least be willing to start Debo. But if you have other options, I understand. But I'd, I'd start Ayukin and Debo. Maybe start 49ers D, but I, I think Fitzy actually scores on the D, and I, I don't think it's a good game, surprisingly. But I get it. If you have 49ers D, you're like, dude, what are you saying? I mean, you could start them, definitely, because a lot of defenses are hard to come by. Um, for the Dolphins, not a lot of options I'd really go with. I'd only go with Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, and Miles Gaskin. I really, and Gaskin's a a push. I don't know if Gaskin's because he's if he's not getting the catches, you're not a full PPR. It's kind of risky. And if you're in a pinch, you could flex Preston Williams, but that's Devonte and Mike Gesicki are really getting like the touchdown looks. So I I don't know. But even though Preston has a tutty, yet, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean in a desperation play, and Devonte Parker's left a couple games already. He's not the worst, but yeah, like you're saying, it, Preston Williams, there was a lot of hope for him coming in. Unless something happens to Parker long term, I don't think he's a guy that you either hold. Yeah, no, exactly. So, next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings versus Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. So, Seattle, I mean, there's not much to say because you start them. The matchup's great as well as they're great. So, Russell, no brain start. Chris Carson, last week, I mean, I don't. he probably didn't get started as much as he should have. He went off last week, two yeah. touchdowns, a big game. This is another one where the Vikings really can't. They can't stop anybody. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. So Chris Carson's great start this week. The receivers, again, are sure starts. Uh, DK Metcalf, you know, I'm facing him, and I'm worried about it. I'm just hoping he goes for less than 20. Tyler Lockett, his first disappointing game, I think he comes back really hot too. And on Sunday night, I think they just really rise to the occasion, and they put up big numbers. So everybody on Seattle side that you would normally start, start them. Greg Olson has been okay, but there's a lot better options. I'm not looking his direction. On the Minnesota side of the ball, we kind of talked on Kirk Cousins. You know, He's a guy who doesn't throw that much usually, and he's not a guy you're going to want to start a lot. However, this week, I think he's a good streamer. You know, The matchups do matter for fantasy. They're going to be throwing the ball. I think he's a pretty safe bet this week, good floor. Dalvin should feast. There's nothing new with that. Thielen and Jefferson are great starts. And Jefferson, I mean, he's an every-week start, in my opinion. Back-to-back 100-yard games. And he's even somebody that if the owner of him right now is stacked at the receiver position, maybe not buying the two big games, I'm going after him because I think it's for real. You know, their defense is bad. They're going to have to throw a lot. He looks good. He's, I mean, I think he's going to be every week start from now on. So until you hear otherwise, unless he does you, he's a set-and-forget kind of guy. And that's really it. I mean, the defense is it's going to be a shootout. Don't start either of them. Moving on to the Colts versus Browns. This is going to be interesting because this is about to be the Kareem Hunt show. We're about to see him burst onto the scene again. You're calling. I'm calling it. It's gonna. It's gonna be crazy. He'll probably have a three touchdown game this week. He said he's he's hype about it. So we'll see. Should be high scoring with the Colts defense banged up. Um, on the Colts side, you're starting JT. I'm cool with starting Hines uh, or flexing him. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is definitely getting the start. And if you have T.Y. Paris Hilton, I mean, I 
guess you're starting him, but he, he hasn't done anything besides yards this point, so you're you're pretty upset with him. But I I'd give him another start this week, and if he does you dirty, then I'd put him in the doghouse. I don't know. It's just it's T. Y. Hilton. He doesn't look that washed. I just the game script has been so weird with the Colts games. It's I don't know. It's been so weird. Uh, you can start the Colts D even though they're banged up and they're probably going to get ran on pretty hard by by the Browns. I still think that Baker comes back down to earth and has a couple turnovers or or somebody does cuz it, it it is the Browns. This isn't the Browns aren't about to dominate the league. Let's be serious here. Um Kareem Hunt is 100% getting started on the Browns side. You're starting OBJ after the explosion knowing that that's not going to happen, but he's he still is very electric. He could he could do that any week. That's why you start him. Uh, you could start Landry, and maybe it's not bad if he throws another touchdown to OBJ, but he hasn't done anything this year. So I, I, don't, I don't know why you're still rostering him. But if you are, I mean, and you're in a pickle, you don't have anybody, you could flex him. Um, but I'm not excited about that. And uh, you want to pay attention to Dearness Johnson. Maybe you could flex him because he's going to get some yards. He had like a 90-yard carry last week or something like that. Or not some a big carry. So maybe you could flex him. And they're going to run the ball. And it's not like Kareem's hunt roll just evaporated. They need two backs for them to run it like that with Stefanski. That's how he does it. So uh, Dearness Johnson, you could do worse at a flex than Dearness Johnson in my opinion. And he's at least an interesting hold for now, just in the meantime. Chubb's going to be out for a while. So I've got a question for you on that side of the ball. I mean, we like Kareem Hunt, but do you start the Colts' defense? They've been hot. Do you start them this week? Man, I don't – I mean, I say yes just because, like, there's – defenses are so hard to, like I – mean, They really you, are. You know what I mean? Like, they are. What, do you, what am I going to go say? Someone to start, like – like, Dallas D? Like, it's just difficult. Like, if you – if you paid up for the Colts D, which you probably did, you know, you drafted them, it's not like a waiver scoop, then, I mean, I guess I would start them. If you have the bench and you could go somewhere else, then I would because Darius Leonard's out, and I think Kareem Hunt's about to feast. He, he's in the media talking about it. I think he's about to go off, honestly. Yeah, he is. And the Browns, they ran for, what, 300 yards or something? Uh, they, they're, man. They're a good squad. Yeah. So moving on, we have the L.A. Chargers versus New Orleans Saints. So I'm seeing a lot of uh, Justin Herbert getting recommended as a streamer, a lot of different fantasy podcasts and things like that. I'm not as high on him as those are. I'll ask you in a little bit, Hunter, how you feel about it. I like Teddy Bridgewater or Kirk Cousins over him, but he's interesting long-term rather than those guys, and he's an okay start this week. But I'm not super thrilled. I think a lot of people are throwing him out there. I think he's a little overrated this week. Long-term, though, I I think he's kind of interesting. What do you say about Herbert? It's hard to get a real read, but what do you say? He, man, he's throwing the ball good. He looks so good. Now, whether that's going to translate to a fantasy day every time is, you know, that's dependent on the game script. But, I mean, he is chunking it deep, hitting them. I mean, he's throwing good balls, and he's running when he needs to. I, I would be okay with streaming him maybe this week, but I think New Orleans gets back on track, honestly. Okay. I think I'm just personally a little lower on him, so we'll find out. I mean, that's what's exciting about it. At the running back position, Josh Kelly is taking over the lead role. I think you start him this week if you've got him. You I mean, you, what are you holding him for if you can't start him now? And like we said, Justin Jackson, he'll probably get some touches, and he's probably not picked up unless you're in a really deep league. He's a guy to hold this week, desperation play. You could you could start him. Not recommended, but he's a guy that should be owned in pretty much all leagues. 
because Josh Kelly, he's got a little bit of fumbling issues, and he's never really you know been an NFL lead dog before, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. He gets dinged up, and then Jackson's been in that role. He was there last year. Wide receiver-wise, Keenan Allen is pretty much, in my opinion, every week wide receiver one territory until further notice. Herbert is going his way early and often. Eckler's out. That's a lot of available targets. They might not be a huge per-pop, on his receptions, but he's going to get double-digit targets more often than not. You start him this week, you start him every week. And I'm avoiding the other catchers. I know Guyton got a 70-yard touchdown. I'm not chasing after that this week. Hunter Henry is really the only other charger I'm interested in. He kind of had a dud last week, not even 40 yards, but I think it's a better spot for him, and I, I think he's a, he's a real safe start this week. So the Saints. A lot of people have been riding Drew Brees just because he's Drew Brees, even though he hasn't done that well. But if you're riding him, this might be a good week to continue doing so because Brady lit them up for five TDs last week. How fluky that was, I don't know, but the Chargers are dealing with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and Drew B should be getting Michael Thomas back. So I think he has a respectable day here. If you've been rolling with him, this week's not going to be any worse than the last few, really. Alvin Kamara, automatic start. Latavius Murray, to me, is even an interesting desperation play. Because it wouldn't shock me to see them get up a little bit. And he's always got potential to score. So he's not an RB2 by any means. But you could do worse if you're looking for a flex piece. Latavius, he actually has goal line upside every week. Michael Thomas, he looks poised to return. All the reports show that he's on track to play this week. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. He, I think you put it back in. I, I think that they held him out a little longer than they had to just to be safe and be smart. So I think he picks up right where he left off and he, he goes in. What that does mean, though, for Traquan Smith and Emmanuel, they were pretty good the last few weeks, kind of alternating big games. I think you downgrade them both to lower and wide receiver threes, and they're really just desperation flex plays now. I mean, Michael Thomas is going to get the ball. Alvin Kamara's get the ball. One of them's fighting for scraps, and I'm not really interested in fighting for scraps if I can avoid it. And Jared Cook, he has been limited the last two days. He might come back and play. Even if so, I'm looking somewhere else. He's still holdable. Jared Cook, not this week for me if he's active. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not, I've never been really huge on, on Cook. But he always does kind of, you know, he, he kind of proves you wrong when you're exactly. out on him. But, yeah, there's just there's no reason to trot him out this week unless you've been holding him to start him this week. One of the Broncos versus Patriots. This is a weird game. Yeah. Patriots should win, but I have no idea how it's going to look. Um, I mean, both quarterbacks are questionable. I know. We don't know. know what to expect. I know. You can start Melvin Gordon on the Broncos' side and judge Jerry Judy since Gilmore has COVID, evidently. We'll see. Um, but I, I, I'm not doing anyone else on the Broncos. I'm Fans out. So, I mean... Judge Jerry Judy is a stretch because you don't know what's going down in the QB position. It was it was weird. I mean, he got that Teddy last week, but, I mean, it was the Jets. Let's be a little realistic here. Um, I'd be okay with starting Damian Harris if, if Cam's out. It looks like Cam's going to be out. So I think he's going to be a great start, not, not only just because of the goal line looks, if they're there, but because – the quarterback play looks so trash. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, Julian is a decent start, but, I mean, if he's healthy, but he's been on the injury report, but they put everyone on the injury report of the Patriots. That's how they counteract injury reports. They literally put half their freaking roster on there, so you don't know if anyone's actually really hurt. It's pretty annoying. 
Um, James James White is a decent flex, and uh, Sony Michelle is a desperate flex to me right now because I think Harris looked good, and it's kind of like a hot hand in Patriots land. So I don't know. I I, I mean, if you have to flex Sony Michelle, I get it, but just know that it is a revolving door, and Bill Belichick does not care about you at all. So. Yeah, I agree right now. Damian Harris is kind of the guy there. So I want to ask you, if you've got Devontae Freeman and Damian Harris, who do you start? Oh, Damian Harris, 100%. Okay. Just because of he looked good running the ball. Devontae Freeman, I mean, he did look kind of explosive last week. There's a couple of characters that's like, oh, he got a little something. But nah, not like Damian Harris. He kind of looked look a lot better than the Devontae in my eyes. So, so we're on with Damian Harris, you know yeah. I mean? He had a good week last week. I think there was a lot of preseason, you know, hype for him. Maybe it's for a good reason. So, I think that's all we got for matchups with y'all. Actually, actually, hold that up. We got to talk about the Tuesday night. The one that got delayed that still is a little bit questionable, but Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo yeah. Bill O'Briens. So, this is a mystery game. Um, if you came to this podcast for closure, you're in the wrong place. I have we we're checking the updates just like you guys. We're so we saw the negatives, and we believe the negatives, but there's false positives, there's negatives, there's all sorts of things. Who knows? So keep up whatever your source is. Keep up with it because things could change on the fly. But on the Buffalo Bills side, you are starting Josh Allen. No questions asked. He's QB one. I don't know what you. I don't know why you wouldn't start him this week. Diggs definitely getting the start. Devin Singletary just because Zach Moss coming off the injury, he's been getting yards, and he looks like he has a little pop in him still. As long as he doesn't fumble, he probably will have a, a decent day. But now that Zach Moss is back, you kind of have to worry about the fumble fumble train again because they were giving Zach Moss the looks because of the fumbles. Um, if John Brown's healthy, definitely you can flex him. I I like the connection that he has with John Brown, and, and Allen is just slinging it. So if John Brown's there, he's probably going to get open. He's hard to cover. I'm, I'm cool with flexing John Brown. And watch out for Croft. Croft is getting those touchdowns. It's a weird tight end year. We could have another merger of a little little T1 flaker. Croft mac and cheese. Croft mac and cheese. Arts and Crofts. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But keep, keep, keep your eye out for Croft. Um... On the Titans side, there's really only three players I want to share of, and that's Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Jonu Smith. That's it. I understand if – actually, I don't understand. I don't know any I – nothing comes to mind of another player that, like, someone's like, oh, should I start so-and-so for the Titans? Like, those are the only three you're starting. I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers on a bye in a deep league, Fitzpatrick is a, is a decent start, but – I don't know. The, Buffalo looks good. I mean, the, the defense has been easy to score on, but I don't think that they're going to be that easy to score on, especially I, I don't know what's going down over there. Corey Davis is out, so not that that would really affect that much, but, I mean, that's a one one more target down, and Derrick Henry's probably going to get fed, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I wouldn't flex anyone else on that roster, honestly. And when I look at that game, so we've already kind of discussed what we have been doing in our leagues for these games that are, you know, up in the air for postponement. Before the Sunday game kickoff at noon, we all, if I'm starting Josh Allen, I declare to my league who is my backup. In case Josh Allen doesn't play, we're going to go back and add that person into my starting lineup if I own him. So yeah. 
that's ideal if everybody in your league is on the same page and communicates actively. A lot of times that's not the case. Only four or five people are active in your chat. You're not going to get any sort of, you know, treatment like that. So just asking me, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, and Stephon Diggs are the only guys that I'm willing to, willing to risk, risk the yeah. biscuit for. Yeah. If I've got somebody I can start over A.G. Brown, John Brown, I, I would probably go there just to be safe. But it, it depends what kind of position you're into. But... Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, especially those two, Stephon Diggs, too. They might be guys you risk it for and just hope that the game gets played. Yeah. And like he said, try to, to talk to your commish. And I know it, not everyone's leagues, and, I, and there's some hardos out there that have things set in stone. You know, I don't care, yada, yada. I mean, that sucks if you're in one of those leagues. But, I mean, if you sell out for, for Derrick Henry and you don't get it and you don't get a replacement, I don't know. Man, that would just... That, that hurts. That would that hurts and it's so not, bad. It's not fun, you it's know. Not, it yeah. takes away from the spirit of what we're trying to do. Exactly. So keep keep it in mind though, how willing are you to go for the explosive? You know, if your third guy is I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Mike Davis, let's say. Yeah. I'm playing him right, over yeah. over Derrick Henry. You know, he might not get the same that Derrick Henry would. The cost opportunity though is just huge. And then maybe try to flex Derrick Henry. No, mo- normally you're not trying to flex Derrick Henry, but get those games in, put them in the RB spot, and then you know maybe I can flex AJ Brown. Or, Excellent or point. Excellent your point. Henry, if you, you know? flex the guys in that Titans game, you've got more flexibility. Let's yeah, exactly. say Derrick Henry is out. You find out Monday. You can put in a wide receiver from the Monday night game in that yeah. slot. That's an excellent point. Exactly. So, we'll see. So that's all we got for y'all. I mean, good luck with week five. You know, anybody listening to this, if you got any feedback, want some segments, some questions you're trying to hear answered, you know, we'd love to discuss it. We've got to give a couple quick shout-outs. Addison, Trey, can you think of anybody else? Uh, I think that's about it, so yeah. we're going to wrap it up. Just kidding, Napa. We love you, bro. Shout-out. Thanks for Thanks for listening. All the boys, you know, everybody giving us feedback, watching. Get this out to your friends, and like we said, we're open for feedback. Good luck on week five. We'll we'll catch y'all next week. Peace out, boys.